spoke to even before arriving in this amazing nation. We spoke on the phone, if you remember. I do. I think he was in the middle of a home group meeting, mm -hmm. a home group which I had the privilege of uh, also leading and facilitating while you went on your wandering apostolic sojourns. And uh, this man is loved. This man carries something precious. I've known him for nine and a half, going on ten years. Mm. And uh, I've got to say, bro, the best has been the last two years where there has been such an awakening of revelation with regards to new creation. Mm. And uh, why don't you come and give us some of those beautiful, beautiful jewels. Stretch your hands towards Him. Father, bless Him. Thank You, Holy Spirit, that You are in Him, inseparable. I thank You for His preparation. I thank You, Lord God, for the Word that is in Him. And I thank You that You ignite it. Let it bless us. Let it build it to us. Let it shift mindsets. And let it overridingly display Your wonder. And your goodness. In the name of Jesus. Have fun. Thank you. You know it's going to be a good sermon when your Bible was this big. <laughs> Alright, well what I, I had no idea what I was going to do. Uh, I always wait. I never prepare a sermon. I usually wait to worship and see what words of knowledge come through. And what's in the worship... And uh, so I had no idea where I was going to go, but uh, I've changed that completely because of uh, uh, what came through the worship, where we're, where we're at. I just want to start at the end. It's a good place to start. Okay, art. Okay. Has um, anyone here, here heard of a guy called Sean Bowles? Yes. Okay. So Sean Bowles goes to heaven, as he does. Angel meets him, takes him into the room. A room of invention and creativity of all the things that God wants to come to earth to reveal His glory. And in this room, He's walking with the angel. The angel shows Him artwork that has such an anointing and it's never been seen on earth before. When people see it, it opens their hearts to the Saviour. And they will receive Christ. Just the art. He hears mute, there's colours and everything. <laughs> He hears music that hasn't been to earth before. The angel says, when this music comes to earth, the sound of it will heal people. Just the sound. And there's all these inventions that uh, turn salt water into fresh water and plants and all these things like that. And Sean asks the angel, who are these for? How do we get them? The angel says, they're for the redeemed. And, well, how do we get them? He says, the angel says they can have them anytime they want. Wow. It's theirs already if they're only you and believe they can have it. Wow. Um, Joan Hunter tells a story. She's talking about um, that God can give you anything. And all the inventions are in heaven. And God wants you to have them in earth. And there's a hairdresser there. And uh, she's listening. And she thinks, I want to know how to dye hair to get that perfect colour and last I want. That's what she says to herself. She goes home that night and says, Father, reveal to me uh, in my dreams how to dye hair. God doesn't answer that prayer. He has a much more urgent need. That night, this hairdresser dreams about this machine with optics and glass and slides and screws and all these things. She wakes up in the morning and draws it, because she's seen it. She takes it to an engineer, the engineer draws it up, 
and says, this is uh, an optical device for eyes. Thank you. She takes it, she paints it, whatever, gets it covered, takes it to a, uh, a company that makes machines for opticians. She sits in the waiting room, it goes out, they come back, and they say, this is amazing, we've seen nothing like this. Every optician in America is going to want this machine. No way. And they say, look, we can't pay you for it now, but what we can do is give you a down payment for it. So they give her a down payment. $20 million. <laughs> you seen those hunting bows? Okay, they have all the pulleys on them. They make them twice as strong. Yeah. A Christian made that. Wow. He got it in a drink. Mm. He made hunting bows. Mm. Or his desire, he loves hunting. He got it in a dream. God showed him in a dream. How? To make a hunting bow twice as strong. No one else had done it. With the same length. A friend of mine um, <laughs> loves cars. And he talks to God about cars. And he, wants, he thought, you know what, I'll make my own car. And God showed me how to world. And God showed me how to design. And we put an engine in it. The engine wasn't powerful enough. So he took a Honda VTEC engine, which is Honda's uh, spec engine. And God showed him, if he went inside, changed a few things, he'd be more powerful and faster. So the Honda engineers don't know this. He knows this. He's impatient with it. It's just between him and God. Because there's so much in heaven. And God wants to bring it to earth. Yeah, come on. Come on. And it's for those who will receive. And the only thing stopping us is disqualification. And the only people that can disqualify us is us. It's the only people that can disqualify us. Right. And all resistance you feel to this is just your soul. You can't build yourself up to it. You can only surrender to the fact that this is true. And God has decided to bless you. God wants the manif- His manifold wisdom displayed on earth through us. Come on. And God can do lots of things. He wants all those things shown on earth. All of them. And it's for those who receive. And for those who do, get given more. And that's the kingdom. As offensive as it is, for those who do, you give them more. And you can just receive. Because, this is funny, seeing what what I was going to preach. Because, before the foundation of the earth, you sat with your father, looked him in the eyes, and said, I will go to earth and reveal that thing you want me to reveal. I have a friend called Brandon Nix. And you can find him on Facebook. And Brandon's uh, parents were dead set against the gospel, dead set against scripture, dead set against uh, all these things because their parents and his grandparents were like religious Christians and it just poisoned them. So it poisoned him. So he got into drugs and all this stuff. He's sitting in jail. <laughs> and there's a guy that reads the Bible with him. And Brandon's like, the Bible, I hate the Bible. It's detested, taught to detest it. The guy's reading the Psalms. And it says in the Psalms, you anoint my head with oil. The guy reads it out. And Brandon goes, what did that say? You anoint my head with oil. He goes, I need that. I need my head anointed with oil. And so they start looking around the jail cell for oil. There's no oil. But the shampoo has over oil. <laughs> they go, let's use this. It says, but it says, it has to be holy oil. They go, let's put it on the Bible. 
So they get the shampoo, they put it in the Bible, these two prison dudes, and they go, right, and they go, now read out the scripture, and when you get to the place you're not my head with oil, I want you to put the shampoo on my head. Okay? So another prisoner, another Christian. Reads it out, da, 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 da. you know my head with oil. Puts it on the Brandon's head, bang, goes into a trance, gets saved. The point of this is, the guy has no Christian grip whatsoever, okay? And so, a little while later, he goes into another trance of vision, and he's standing with God, looking down the earth before it was formed. And God says to him, you need to go to earth now. And Brandon says, remember, no Christian grip. What am I going to do there? And God says, you'll forget me. And Brandon goes, I don't want to forget you. He says, don't worry. You'll spend your whole life remembering me. Before you were formed in the womb, God knew you. Genesis 1.1 is not the oldest, chronologically, the oldest scripture. There's many scriptures that predate that in what they talk about. In that the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth. Or uh, works prepared to ask you to do. There's many, many, many. That call is on your spirit. Because you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in the body. That call is on your spirit. It's stamped there forever. It is irrevocable. It cannot be taken from you. It is always there. Every resource of heaven to fulfill that call on earth is yours and sitting there in heaven right now. The angels you need to fulfill that call, to organize the supernatural elements around you, walk with you every day. Some are doing this. Some are doing this. And some are stepping into it. Because Psalm 103 says the angels love to perform the word of the Lord. It says when you step out on the word of the Lord, which isn't sight, sound, taste, memory, circumstance, physicality, nationhood, education, money, it's the word of the Lord. A promise. When you act on a promise, angels go into action. Because they love to perform the word of the Lord. And you have all these angels right now. They are your angels. And more. There is a... Whenever a truth comes out, the devil can't hold it back. He tries to push it too far so that people will dismiss it all. We've seen that with the grace. We've seen that with new creation. Uh, the uh, having Luther with saved by faith, it happened to the bapt- people who brought in baptism, it happened with the people that brought in priests of all believers, it happened with Pentecost movement, it happened with everyone. Okay? The devil will push people too far, people say, because of that, I'm going to dismiss all this. So, what's happening now is a thing called uh, trajectory theology. And it's basically there to dismiss new creation people. And what they do is they say the Bible set the trajectory for Christianity. And now we know more than what the people in the Bible knew. 
and we will finish it off for you. <laughs> okay? And people are doing that. It's like, oh, oh, Bible people. So silly, so unenlightened. Now we're finishing it for them. And they say, Old Testament, those people didn't know God. New Testament, didn't really know God. Jesus, uh, don't listen to Jesus, don't listen to Paul. Don't listen to these bits of Paul. Like, and it's out there, and they're doing it. But fortunately for us, the Bible sets a trajectory. It tells you the end picture. It tells you where it's going. Start the end. And the end is the beginning. Because everything in Hebrew starts, finishes how it starts, but better. We think linear, 1 plus 2 plus 3 is 6. Hebrews think 1 plus 2 plus 3 is, is 6. It was 3 plus 2 plus 1. You must start how you finish everything. Nothing returns void. Everything returns. So we started in a garden, in a family, in perfect communion with God. We end in a garden, in a family, in perfect communion with God. But he describes the end, which is better. And we know from Ephesians 4 that all ministry is there to build you to the fullness of the stature of Christ. But what does that mean, the fullness of the stature of Christ? To be exactly like him. And this is all through the New Testament. Jesus said it. Jesus said, you can't be greater than your teacher. It's enough to be... Like him. Exactly like him. And John makes some crazy statements. The craziest of all would be 1 John 4, 17, I believe. As he is, so are you now in the earth. Now John wrote Revelations. So John saw Jesus as he is. Fire in his eyes, sword in his mouth, golden girdle, brass feet. You've got brass feet, there's no more snake problems, okay? Come on. That's what it's for. Seven spirits, which are for maturity. John saw Jesus as he is. Now, we get Christianity from Scripture. We don't get it from anywhere else, we get it from Scripture. So the Scriptures say, as he is, fire in his eyes, saw in his mouth, so are you now in this earth. In the Spirit, that's how you appear. To devils, to witches, to all those other things, when you rock up, that's what you look like. Because that is who you are as a gift. Beautiful. That is who you are as a gift. The other day, I was uh, journaling with God at the pub. (laughs) And uh, I think came up on my Skype. And my friend was talking to me from South Africa. And she said, my sister's sick. And I was angry. Because I hate that. And I love this person. And I hated that. I made a decision right there. That that night, I was going to go home. Uh, step into heaven. Because I'm raised to see in heavenly places. That's where I am. And from heaven, I'm going to step down into South Africa. I'm put my hands on that girl. And I'm going to heal her. Yeah. I made a decision. That's what I'm going to do. When I made a decision in the pub, I'm going to pray. That, that moment in South Africa, that girl was sitting in a room. She saw Jesus walk into a room, put his hands on her, and heal her. That's crazy. Come on. And she started shaking and vibrating and had to go to a room and shut the door. She was shaking so hard. A, God is so covered towards me that my decision was his decision, his decision is my decision. Secondly, she saw Jesus walk in. 
Now, I made decisions, I'm going to go there in the spirit. My spirit, I'm going to go there because I'm a spiritual being. There's no time or distance in space because I'm not the resurrected Christ who walk through walls. So I'm going to go to South Africa and I'm going to do that. And she saw Jesus walk in. Now, the question is, did she see Jesus or did she see me? Because if any man be in Christ, he's one spirit with the Lord. So I have Chris's spirit and Jesus' spirit. And sometimes I pull from Chris's spirit. Sometimes I pull from Jesus' spirit. I have one spirit. That's right. And that spirit is Christ's spirit. My spirit is Christ's spirit. Christ's spirit is my spirit. My spirit is Christ's spirit. We are one. It's good. We are one. So when you saw Jesus walk into that room, that was me, which is Jesus, which is Jesus is me. Because we are one. Like he and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. Yeah. Because the mystery hidden for the ages now revealed to us is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come on. If the devil knew that was going to happen, he would not have crucified Christ, the Son of Glory. He wouldn't have crucified him. Because the devil doesn't care that you're sinless. He's seen sinless before. It didn't bother him. He didn't care you're going to get forgiven. He's seen forgiven before. It doesn't bother him. What he didn't know is that Christ was going to live in you. If he knew that, he would never crucify Christ. That is the mystery. That you and Christ are one spirit. You're a spirit being, you have a soul, you're in a body. And you and Christ, your spirits, what you are, are one. Indivisible. And what God has put together, let no man separate. Never talk about yourself again as separate from Jesus. You and Jesus are one. Wherever you go, Jesus goes. These are Jesus' hands. These are Jesus' lips. It's Jesus' money. It's Jesus' everything. And he's covenanted with you. It's good, bro. You are together forever. He's not going to divorce you. (laughs) He hates divorce, so he's with you forever. You're creator and you have become one. Yes. One, one, one. Cannot be separated. Because God will not break his own word. And if we are the bride of Christ, have become one, and Jesus won't be unevenly yoked, because he won't break scripture, what does that make you? Jesus will not be unevenly yoked. It's amazing. What you are. And that's what the spirit world sees. What God sees, what the devil sees. The only one that has a question is us. And you can't build yourself up to it. You just surrender that it's true. Because believing, excuse me, I'm going to have a walk. Microphone. Because believing doesn't make anything true. You're just surrendering to what is true. Yeah? Yeah. So believing is not a, it's a sitting down. Because every person, every culture, at any age, at any education level, any financial level, must be able to live powerful, powerful, powerful Christianity. Because all Christianity is powerful, powerful, powerful. And not everyone can understand Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, or book of Romans, or book of Revelation. But everyone can believe that Jesus said, that the hands of the sick, they shall recover. Yeah. So, you can feel your sleeves on your arm. You can always feel it. But until I said to you, you can feel it, you want to wear it. 
You can feel your feet and your shoes touching. But until I said that to you, you weren't aware of it. But now you can. Yeah? Okay? It was always true. But now you're becoming aware of it. This is stuff. Your chair is holding you up. You can put your bum on the seat. And now you're aware of it. Becoming aware of that reality and spreading to its truth is faith. I sit down in this chair. Everyone take your feet off the ground and sit in the chair. Let your weight be on the chair. Okay? You're becoming aware of what was always true. Well done. Good core muscles. Okay? That is powerful Christianity. Becoming aware of what is already true. What has right. been That's done right. for you already. The That's finished it. work it is finished. Right. There's nothing left to do. Left to do. Right. Every promise is yes and amen in Christ. Right. Is becoming, we have to surrender to it. Come on, dude. You can't build yourself up to it because that's a hot bath. But you have it for 20 seconds and then you lose it. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. yeah. So you've come, we've all been there. Yeah. You just, but you can always surrender that it's true. Yeah. Now, faith, you want to uh, believe in the gospel, gets gospel results. God is good to you. God loves you. He's always with you. He's made you clean. He's made his home with you. He lives inside you. Surrendering to all these things is the gospel. That's believing the gospel. Yeah. That gets gospel results. Because yeah. anyone can do that today. Because Paul wanted people to build up the fullness of the statue of Christ in their lifetime. Yeah. Over 2,000 years. Yeah. So it can't be hard. Because he was very, very frustrated when people weren't. I had a triple shot coffee about 2 o'clock. What wise. <laughs> From a bakery I've been outreaching to who will have dinner with you tonight. Woo! Come on. Come on. Awesome. We are outreaching to the food groups of Australia. Yeah, Adelaide. Adelaide, yeah. Uh, uh, Good choice. Yeah. Blackbird on King William. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Handmade pastries. Come on. <laughs> um... Disqualification uh, has been the role of the devil and most preaching for probably for the last 1500 years. So we get the entry right, you can keep walking to the exit. So I'm going to say some things. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says, He has become for us righteousness, redemption, yep. salvation, and wisdom. Not in that order, but that's what it says. Christ has become for you righteousness. Yeah. Now, when God made Adam, he made a, uh, a body and a soul that could contain a spirit because he breathed his life into it and it puts a spirit in it. Okay? And it's God is spirit. So, this thing can contain the very substance of God. That's a very important thing to know. He made it in, in the image of himself, breathed life into it. So, when Adam opened his eyes, was looking at a reflection of himself. And Adam had everything God had. He had his own righteousness. He gave that righteousness away. So now man is not righteous. When Jesus died on the cross, he did not give you righteousness back. He could give it away again. He gave you Christ. That's right. 
And Christ is your righteousness. And you cannot change that because it is finished. Nothing you do can change what Jesus did 2,000 years ago or the quality of what you did it. Nothing. Your actions can qualify you. Your actions cannot disqualify you. It's purely by believing. So, let's ground this. If you have used pornography for 20 years, the only question to ask is, has Jesus used pornography for the last 20 years? No. Neither have you. And you cannot treat yourself that way. Have you had too many sexual partners to have a good marriage or expect God to give you a good partner if you're single? Has Jesus had too many sexual partners for God to not give him a good partner? No. Neither have you. Has Jesus done some stupid things and wrapped up 30 grand in his credit card and now deserves to be in debt and must trade his way out of it by his own strength? And neither of you. Has Jesus raised his children under the old religious system and now they hate Jesus? No. Neither of you. What God has called holy, do not call unholy. Christ is your righteousness. And you are qualified to step into the very thing God wants for you right now. And the only way you can do that is by doing this. Because razzing yourself up is a hot bath. And a razz up sermon is a hot bath. But only the truth of Scripture is revealed by the Spirit, which is already inside you. I'm not telling you anything new. You're actually just remembering what you always knew. Three. You're qualified right now. Christ has qualified you. You are raised and seated in heavenly places in Christ. You're in heaven right now. Christ is your righteousness. The gospel is not. This is how it's preached. Hear about Jesus. Believe Jesus. uh, Accept Jesus. Die for Jesus. Live for Jesus. Become like Jesus. Serve Jesus. Love Jesus. That is not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus knew about you. He came to you. He became like you. He served you. He loved you. He died for you. He lived for you. That's the gospel. That's good news. Other things, good instruction, maybe. The good news is what he did for you. Religion says the first one. Do this, do this, do this, do this to Jesus. But Christ says, I did all this for you. You were saved. You were in a terrible place and you were saved. So we get told, you owe a huge debt of billions of dollars you can never pay. And Jesus came and paid it all for you for free. That makes you bankrupt. (laughs) You got zero dollars, zero cents, so be careful. Look to the left, look to the right. Some bad things, some good things. Raise and seated in heavenly places. You're royalty, you're a king. Because Jesus gave you himself. And everything the Bible says of Jesus, it says of you. It says you're a king. It says Jesus is a king. He's the king of kings. The king of the kings he's kings of is you. He's a priest, 
you're a priest. He's the high priest, you're a priest. The fullness of the Godhead dwells within bodily. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in you bodily. You receive the Spirit. That Father and Son made their home with you. That's the fullness of the Godhead. That's everyone. And they live inside you. He's the light of the world. You're the light of the world. He's known to heal, cast out demons, etc. Everything. It says, what he says of him, it says of you. You can only surrender to that and live in it. That is always, 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 always true. The gospel is good news, it's not good instruction. Yeah. And now the identity of what Jesus has done by giving you himself all life and decisions come from that. You are so much him that Galatians is it Galatians? Probably. The Bible. It is written. <laughs> that Paul says that he was the first, that he, had, that he would have preeminence in everything. So he's saying you're exactly the same except Jesus was first. Yeah. That's how much he's given you. He's given you his very self. <laughs> the Bible says you have everything you need right now for life and godliness. What's godliness? Find godliness in yourself. <laughs> Is that being like God? Yeah. Ephesians 4 says, Pull in a new man that's created to be like God. He gave you his very nature. Because this thing can hold God because it can hold the Spirit. God knew that, and now it does. You and God are one Spirit forever. So now you're a Spirit. Become spiritually minded. Think and act like a Spirit. What type of Spirit? God's favorite Spirit, His Son. That's who you are. In fact, when you read the Gospels, against probably every sermon you may have heard, <laughs> you're not Peter, you spoke too much, you're not Thomas, you doubted, you're not Mary, you're not Martha, you're not the woman who pushed through the crowd, you're not her, you're not the centurion, you're not Lazarus, you're not the Pharisee, because they are all unsaved people. The only person you can relate to in Scripture, in the Gospels, is Jesus. Because the Gospels reveal how someone born again from above, who was born from above, how someone born from above acts to an unsaved world. You can only speak of yourself the way Jesus spoke of himself. Then you can do what you see the Father doing, judge for another's glory. Jesus is your model. Because that is exactly who you are. Because it's no longer you that live, but it's Christ that lives in you. And the life you live, you live by faith. Faith is believing what God said as opposed to the created world. The life I live, I live by whatever the invisible says, which is revealed by Scripture or God's real word to my heart. I live by that and nothing else. If God says I'm qualified to go to heaven and get inventions, or to start that orphanage, or etc., etc., then you are. And the world says, well, you three kids don't like Jesus because the way you brought them up in religion, you didn't know the greatest gospel, and you hammered them. Who are you going to believe? Because there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. In fact, Romans 10 says, who 
can condemn the redeemed. No one. That includes you. What God has called holy, don't call unholy. You cannot. He has decreed it forever you are holy. Forever you are holy. Because He has become your righteousness. He has done it. Has done it. Past tense. It will always be. You will always be righteous. You are always qualified to step into that very thing that God called you to do before the foundation of the earth. And what is that? Your heart's desire. And works by desire. Not by will, because will is of the soul, mind, will, emotion. But the will follows desire. We all know that. For good or for bad. It doesn't matter how strong your will is, at the end of the day you follow your desire. You live from your spirit. By knowing your spirit. You can ask whatever you desire. God will give it to you. And everything it says of Jesus, and everything he says is true. He surrenders the fact it's true. If you lay your hands on the sick, they shall recover. Not pray for the sick, Jesus never said pray for the sick. He said heal the sick. And you look at all the New Testament dudes, and that's what they do. Peter doesn't say, Lord, I asked Jesus, maybe Father, if you could just come here, Lord Father, and come and uh, raise this person and uh, make him walk again, Lord Father. It would be your will, Lord Father. He says, what I have, I give to you, get up and walk. Because he creates with his words the same way his Father in heaven creates with his words. He's born again from above. In the same way, the Spirit hobbled over the earth and God sent His Word and created the Word, goes through the Spirit and creates something. In the same way that the Spirit hobbled over Mary, God sent His Word, the Spermata, His Word, and went into Mary and created something. Jesus born from heaven, literally born from heaven. God was literally His Father. God literally fathered Him. It's true, it's not a metaphor. God was His Father. He sent His Word and a Word that always was before time. Enter Mary and became Jesus our Messiah and walked this earth. It's the same thing that happens to you when you accept Christ. God's Word comes, Christ Himself, Word comes by the Holy Spirit and lives inside you and you're born again from above. In the exact same way Jesus was born, you were born from above. You and He are the same class of being, a son of God forever. That's what you are. That's what you are. Born from above, you are a heavenly being from another kingdom. And you walk the earth the same way Christ walked the earth. That is who you are. Born from above. At all times. Every other evidence is false. Fear, false evidence appearing real. It's not true. And everything the Bible says of you already is. It's a finished work. The love of God, God has been shed abroad in your heart. There is nothing left to do except to celebrate and be who you are. Either you're a saint or you ain't. Either you are completely perfect or completely wretched and then you have two choices. Everything else in between is an invention of our own imagination. Something we made up. God has made you perfect by giving you Himself. As the Bible says, that when you receive Christ, if you receive Christ today in 2013, the miracle, mystic miracle of Scripture, 
of the work of Christ, that means that when Jesus died on the cross and went down to the grave, you were in him, carried in him, into the grave, and died. And rose again. And Jesus sent to the Father, ascended to the Father, and you were sent to the Father in him. So guess what? You've all died and gone to heaven. The goal of human existence, you've got it. You've died and risen again. And John says, as he is, so we now on this earth. So you died with him and you rose as him. You died with him and you rose as him. Raised and seated in heavenly places right now. And he lives inside you. So you are heaven on earth. You are the Ark of the Covenant. You are the Holy of Holies. We saw the other week. Because the temple we saw up there is body, soul, spirit. Spirit being Holy of Holies. Soul being the inner court. Body being the outer court. And humans had to go from the outside in through the curtain that separated the Holy of Holies, God's very presence in the Ark of the Covenant from the rest of the world. When Jesus died, what happened to that curtain? It was torn. Top to bottom. Not bottom to top. Top to bottom. Miraculous. Top to bottom. And that's what's happened. The veil between you and God has been torn top to bottom. But now we don't go from the outside in. We go from the Holy of Holies out. We live in heaven and we bring heaven to earth. When we pray, we don't pray up to God. We pray down to the earth. We're above everything created. Because we are one with the uncreated God. We're above everything I don't pray God change the weather. I pray down the weather. It gets rid of all religion. When Jesus rocked up and this demoniac kid, he didn't say, right, so what happened here? Did you watch He-Man? You're watching the Smurfs? Watching the Smurfs, were you? He didn't ask that. He didn't ask. He didn't ask, did you use... Uh, did you read, did you use a widget board? Uh, did you think the monic? Did you read the stars? He just cast it out. Yeah. Now was it physical? Was it spiritual? He didn't care. It's beneath him, it's got to go. Very good. Yeah. When the lady was caught in adultery, he didn't say, where were you? How were you dressed? What was going on? He's made the situation right. That's not heaven. Here's heaven. That's not the kingdom. Here's the kingdom. It's within him. He released it. That's you. And you're nothing else but that. That is you. Christ of the Scriptures. When we found a blind man, and he's blind from birth, the disciples asked him, was it his sin or his parents' sin? Hey, it had to be his sin, he's blind from birth. That's a weird one. 
naughty womb time. I don't know what was going on. But he just said, it's here that we can heal it. That's it. Nothing else. He just brought the kingdom. No judgment. No accusation. He didn't care. He didn't care when the kids are demoniac. He doesn't care why you're a demoniac. He didn't care how they got... Um, how they got leprosy, didn't care, didn't ask, how did you get leprosy? Did you break the Ten Commandments? Didn't care. Just healed it. That's what we do. We don't judge anyone, because Jesus said, I don't judge. I didn't come to count men's sins against them. Men's sins against them. I came to set people free. Destroy the work of the devil. Go around doing good. That's what you do, like him. So this week, a friend of mine rang me up, crying, also overseas, it says, went to the doctors uh, and my annual checkup, she used to have lupus. Doesn't have lupus anymore because God healed her miraculously. Goes to the doctors for her annual checkup and the doctors say to her, You have, uh, take for more scans, 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 and in the day they say, You have breast cancer. Because you've had lupus, we can't treat it. Because of what that, all the medicine you've had. So, what we're going to have to do is remove both your breasts, take it out, and do reconstructive, reconstructive surgery. Also, we can't give you an anesthetic because the drugs are on. So I get a phone call in tears. Doctor's report, medical report, I don't care how this happened. I don't care if it was her diet. I don't care if she hates her mum. I don't care anything. All I care is this has got to go. So I'm in heaven. I pray down on it. Okay? And she says, what do I do now? I say, you should go to bed. <laughs> and rest that it's happened. And when you slay your bed, with all your weight on the bed, that is how much you rest on the invisible that God's word is true. So she gets the doctor's report back from the biopsy and they said, we must have done the biopsy wrong. We can't find any trace of cancer. <laughs> this is every Christian. Every Christian. Here was the world. Christian or non-Christian. And the church is struggling whether to get from, are we, can we, are we good enough? Has God done, blessed me enough that I can get healed? Okay? You're the healer. You're so far beyond, can God heal me, that you are the healer. Excellent. Excellent. If I have the same spirit that rose Christ the dead, quickens your mortal body. Yeah? yeah. So we're going to leave it there, is that right? Yep, yep. Right. Yeah. Father, you said the gospel is the power of salvation, yeah. not a traveling minister, not a revival, not an outbreak, not a movement, not a teacher. The gospel, that it has finished, yes. that everything needs for life of godliness resides in us. Already the answer is already there. We already have it. It is done. It is finished. Lord, we sit down hard and heavy into your word, the invisible, which is more real, that will last forever when all this world wraps up. We'll see what really held it together, your word. We sit onto that, which is perfect love, perfect finish.
May we walk as fully mature sons on this earth. As all creation yearns for us to do it, we say yes. And for these people here, I bless them with dreams, night watches, going to heaven, seeing their destiny, pulling inventions to earth, witty inventions, operating with angels, and manifesting the kingdom for your glory. That every person here would walk in their squad, what they were called to do before the very foundation of the earth, that is what we're walking and all disqualification be gone because we sit down in what Christ has said and nothing else. Amen. That was awesome. Well done, Chris.